Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Dear Owen Wilson. I'm having so much fun. This episode is so funny. One of my oldest friends, he's hilarious. He tours all over the country with Nikki Glaser. Um, you can see him on Nikki Glaser's new reality show, Welcome Home, Nikki Glaser. Uh, he's so funny on that. I've known his name is Andrew Collin, and uh, you guys probably know him. Uh, he was the fr- he was on the first Dear Owen Wilson live show that we ever did and he would just killed it he's so funny and he has the craziest stories is is one of the best storytellers I know we were truly laughing our asses off in this episode which you will hear yeah oh I'm sorry also everyone who was coming to the shows in Minneapolis and Chicago with Ron Funches I became very ill and had to miss my body just shut down I guess from all the traveling um but JFL was really fun and it's always such an honor to be able to go to Montreal it was the first just for last they had in three years um because of COVID so it was very exciting the variety thing went really well I was really nervous so that was good but then I just guess my body was like okay shut down time now bitch um we recorded a really fun episode at JFL live episode too, which I'm excited for you guys to hear. I want to keep doing um, some more live episodes because they're really, really fun. Um, okay. I love you guys. That's all there is to report. Um, 
Send me your DMs. Let me know how you're liking the podcast. Post about it if you like an episode. That would be good. Give me some reviews. Five stars, bitch. I'm working my ass off for you. I love you. We're family. Tell a friend. Yeah, help support the pod so we can keep this going. I think I'm at 63 reviews. I need to get those numbers up, babe. Um, Okay. Please enjoy this episode with Andrew Collin. It's so funny. I think you guys are going to love it just like I did. Okay, have a great week. Yeah, be find some joy and happiness where you can. You know, life is short. We got to do this. We got to have a laugh. We got to have a hug. We got to have some pasta and some cheesecake. Um, hug a tree, you know, breathe some clean air. We got to do that. It's passing by, you know. Anyways, love ya. Enjoy. Love you. Bye. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Dear Owen Wilson podcast with your host, Blair Saki. That's me, Blair. Oh, what a treat do I have for you guys today. One of my oldest, dearest friends in comedy. One of the funniest men, you might know him from the critically acclaimed series Surfer Boy as my stepdad Rick, also starring in the Nikki Glaser reality show on E! and currently tours with Nikki Glaser, has his own podcast, Puddles. Please welcome my friend, Andrew Collin, everybody! <laughs> Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Oldest, and that's, I'm just projecting here. It, it hurt for some, it felt like there's something like, oh, old, like it didn't feel like we go way back. It felt like I go way back. And then <laughs> you met me about 60 years into my life. That's what it, that's how oldest felt there. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I meant like, I met you like early on in my comedy. Like, I think I met you year one. Yeah, I'm trying to think where we met. Probably uh, No Malice Palace, if I had to I, guess. That's so funny. I was literally just trying to think of the name as, of No Malice Palace. I was envisioning it and couldn't remember what the name was. Yeah, they all had kind of weird names. They were just dark and disgusting and everyone pretended to like each other. It was great. It was a great environment. <laughs> crazy how these open mic places are all somehow pitch black during the middle of the day oh god like how are they so dark i have no idea who goes in there i mean i you know i guess cocaine is still a hell of a drug in new york city and i that's the only thing i i don't know who would go down there without doing an open mic you know what i mean like who's the guy going back there to hang out in the dark at 2 p.m it's just wild and then you have to go down like seven flights of stairs to get to a bathroom and it's terrifying. And you're like, all right, is this pee worth dying? I don't know. <laughs> but hey, it's our dream. Yeah. Hey, but hey, we're following our dreams. Open mics are seriously some of the most terrifying places on earth. I can only imagine as a woman when you're like one of like four women in a dungeon. And, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I guess it could turn you on a little bit, but you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can confidently say I never once felt turned on, not even one time. No, come on, come on. Remember, I feel like another one we used to go to was um, Eastville Comedy Club before they redid it. Oh yeah, where you had to pay five dollars to do five minutes. It's it's wild to think about what I what we did. It's not like we went to like Vietnam or something, but it does feel like when I think back at it, that if I had to do that now, I would quit, uh, four days ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I can't believe it either. Like people have no idea the indignities involved with comedy. I guess the only people that really know are the parents of comedians. Like I remember being like a year in and I was like barking for hours every Friday and Saturday for free, like in the snow, not exaggerating. And one of my parents' friends was in New York visiting and like came to my shitty village lantern show and told my parents and my dad was like, so you were doing that for free. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? He was so horrified. He was so sad. I mean, I don't know why it's so hard to ask for money. Uh, when you're doing a creative passion, but for some reason, I think I deserve three million dollars from a real estate deal where I did no work. You oh, know, that's hilarious. Yeah, like it's like I don't know. It's just like maybe if I put a tie on, I would think <laughs> to pay me. <laughs> you know, maybe in like a shitty Jansport backpack. I don't des- as a thirty year old man. I don't yeah. deserve a dollar. You no, know? it is confusing. <laughs> Like you, uh, you do have to, as you get older, it gets real fast. You have to like train your mind that you're like, uh, no, I, this, I need to eat. Yeah. I have value. Um, (laughs) I still don't feel that way completely, but it's definitely like, I'm getting closer to, uh, thinking I deserve to be worth something, you know? (laughs) Hell yeah. I know. I, I'm fighting the good fight every day. Um, Yeah, well, I'm so excited to have you on today. Don't say who you're going to read your letter to, but you were on actually the first Dear Owen Wilson that there ever was. And it was one of the funniest things like I'd ever heard in my life. Um, I kind of I was sad you weren't going to read your letter to Dave Matthews band because that one was so incredible. But I am ex- so excited for you to read this one. So um, if you could just go ahead now and read us our letter. OK. Um, yeah. Sorry that it's not Dave. Um, I felt like switching it up. I thought you would want me to switch it up. But no, no. You can always, you know, come as you are here. But I know this one is going to be equally as good. <laughs> All right. So, so sh- I guess I should say the first and last name up top, right? So just people- say dear so-and-so and then we'll okay. know. Dear Ben Savage. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I felt like you were a Topanga girl for sure. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Like looking back on it, we'll talk later. We'll talk after yeah. your letter. All right. Dear Ben Savage. First of all, fuck Fred. I'm I'm sure as kids I came in hot I came in I don't know if I needed the exclamation mark Yeah you did Keep going, keep going No, that's the whole letter 
I wrote it in blood. Okay. First of all, fuck Fred. I'm sure as kids, your parents often said, why can't you have a hit TV show like your older brother, whose salary pays for our mortgage, the country club membership, four of the same gold Mercedes, and multiple trees in Israel? <laughs> Uh, uh, it couldn't be easy having an older brother be so successful at such a young age. I get it. My older brother made millions of dollars while I picked up dog shit with both hands for a living. Sometimes while picking up the dog shit, I thought WWYBSD. What would young Ben Savage do? You know what you did? You started your own hit TV show. Boy Meets World. In 1993, I was a 13-year-old boy waiting for my first pube, <laughs> desperate to figure out who I was. My parents were newly divorced, and I needed an escape. Like you, Ben, I had Jewish curly hair. Woo! Like you, Ben, I was never a ladies' man. Like, <laughs> like you, Ben, I got by on humor to protect my heart. Your show was there for me. Corey Matthews was there for me. I have pubes now. <laughs> and I had a bit of success myself. I'm on a reality TV show, and in most scenes, I'm giggling, sticking my tongue out, and staring off into the distance, looking like I'm about to kill a puppy. You inspired me, Ben. Thanks for making me feel less alone, Ben. Oh, my God. That was so good. Oh. Bravo, Andrew. Thank you. Oh, Thank my you. God. God, we have so much to talk about. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I am overwhelmed. First, Andrew, I must make an absolutely insane, insane confession. But as my private detective, Lucian Wickles, was briefing me uh, to prepare for this interview... That was the moment, and I swear to God in my life, that was the moment right before this that I learned that Fred Savage is Ben's older brother. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea they were related. And then as soon as I found out, I was like, oh, my God, of course. They're like basically fucking twins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for, I don't know when I found out. Um, Wonder Years played a little bit. Wonder Years, I would, I remember it being important to me, but I was still too young for it to be important. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm trying to, I don't know when I found out that both Savage Brothers were killing it, but uh, yeah, I How mean. How could I have gone my whole life without knowing that? That's insane. Well, you know, the Olsen twins are sisters. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like the moment like six years ago when I found that ridiculous was uh, spelled with an I instead of an E. It was absolutely heartbreaking. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I found out that um, it wasn't um, off-putting. I thought it was cool. Until <laughs> <laughs> I was well into my 30s. No. Yeah, no, I didn't. thought. I swear to God. No, you didn't. No, Admit. you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> How you're laughing at me is very off-putting. No. I gotta be honest. No, you didn't think it was off-putting. <laughs> I swear no, to God. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes I, sense. Okay. You know, I was uh, 
And then I also told, I remember, I thought it was hyenas for a long time. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I told this guy, Mr. Roy, we had like a class reunion for my high school. And he goes, wow, you look in shape, Andrew, my, like an old teacher. I go, yes, Mr. Roy. Actually, I've been taking uh, for a hyenas off of lifting. And he just looked at me like, well, my, my job was not done. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Rory did not do his job. <laughs> Hi, anus. Hilarious. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, oh, yeah. I thought it was play it by year. I never understood. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I was like, but I said it for my entire life. I said, yeah, let's play it by year. I mean... As a volleyball player, I guess, it, like, look, wait till sophomore year. Like, I, <laughs> you know, like, I just got knee pads and, like, I'm really feeling myself. Like, uh, yeah. God, Andrew, isn't it crazy how volleyball has become, like, the cornerstone of every cult? Like, literally, like, if you have a cult, you play volleyball in there. I mean, it's just a way for guys to like play with women and not seem creepy. You yeah. Know? Oh, I set you up. You spike it. Sweet. <laughs> All right. I spiked your drink too. <laughs> we'll spike everything. Uh, you know, like yeah. that's fun. I'll brand yeah. you. <laughs> Just kidding. Am I? Who knows? Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> okay. According. <laughs> this is what happens when you do an afternoon record, pals. Everything goes real loopy. Okay. <laughs> According to Lucian Wickles, Ben Savage graduated from Stanford University, where he was a member of the Sigma Chi fraternity. Andrew, what fraternity were you in? I was a Pike at Tulane, and. Uh, you know, these kids that get into Stanford that are big time actors, do you think they have to, you think he had to get over 1400? I don't believe it. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause stuff does get murky there. Like you see all these actors getting like honorary degrees and it's like, how do you get an honorary degree when you didn't go to any of the classes? Yeah. They don't know fucking what off putting is. I'll guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> like well, Natalie funny. Portman went to Harvard. Maybe she got in. I like normally. Who knows? You know. Well, she did do the work because uh, she actually got a degree in Russian literature so that she could read Dostoevsky in Russian. I mean, who does who who does that help? I'm not sure. I, it sounds like someone had something to prove, huh? <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was, I was having Lucian do a little bit of a deep dive into some of um, Ben Savage's co-stars and writer Strong. Funny that you bring this up about the actors in the Ivy Leagues, because I noticed uh, Lucian told me that writer Strong went to Columbia and he was there the same time. As as Julia Stiles and like a few other actors, like big actors at that time. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe they are smart, you know, I mean, he, <laughs> <laughs> he did get into Sigma Chi, which is a big time fraternity, you know, is that uh, true? I mean, it's a Jewish fraternity. He's a Jewish kid, you know, I'm Jewish. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I was, I hated fraternity. I really did. I was just going to say, how was your time in Pike? Because I feel like you would thrive, but like not in a bad way. 
Um, I, I didn't. Um, I never hazed anyone. Uh, <laughs> That's positive. <laughs> Dude, but did you get haze? Because I did. I got gnarly haze for volleyball. Oh, really? Like what? Like oh, we had a whole thing. Like it was um for freshman year, there was a big party. I think I don't know if it was the first weekend at school, but we were in season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a little sister in my household, like I was training my whole life for this. Um, so like <laughs> literally they could have poured gasoline in my eyes and I wouldn't have even made a fucking peep. But like I, there were seven freshmen my freshman year of um, volleyball. And, um, like they cut up all our uniforms, drew Sharpie all over our faces. Um, they taped like pads and tampons all over us. They made us choreograph a dance and they got, they gave us a handle. (laughs) They gave us a handle of vodka that we had to finish in five minutes and four of the girls didn't drink. So it was like me and two other chicks that had to down the whole bottle with a, and a loaf of bread. And then, um, there Uh, we carbs. Yeah, and then they had a big party and they'd blow the whistle and we'd have to do the dance anytime they blow the whistle, looking like so fucked up and disgusting. And all these girls were crying and I was like having the time of my life, like mouthing (laughs) off, you know? You're like, just a handle? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, like, oh, you want me to do a little dance? You think I'm going to cry over that? Please. Yeah, I I guess um, we did this thing where they would put crab boil like the stuff where they cook, you know, crawfish in. Yeah, yeah, they'd, yeah. They pour it down our pants. Hot. And, uh, it it's beyond. It's not just hot. It's like you can't displace it with water. You have to pour milk on your genitals to. So like, it's like an it's like a third degree burn or first degree burn. Well, it's funny you say that. Actually, Pike is no longer on campus because they actually <laughs> did burn <laughs> burn a kid. Um, <laughs> How dumb do you have to fucking be? People are just sick. Well, the saddest part is the kid n- never made it as a child actor. <laughs> 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 he had so much potential, you know. Until that uh, hazing. Yeah, no, hazing in male fraternities is honestly sick because they can't just ever make it fun or silly. It always has to get like dangerous and like physically harmful somehow. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we did this thing, though, where uh, we would take the house back. So uh, as freshmen, there was like 40 of us. They, and we went and we stormed the house and we we hammered in all this wood like they couldn't get in. And then, <laughs> That's really funny. And then what we did is we we oh, this is a different day, but we 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 pulled the fire alarm. That was a different day. And then we we put oil on the stairs and then one of the guys shit in a pizza box. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know I say this like it was yes, like, hey, so anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like real, like chill. So he shits in a pizza box and then one of the biggest meatheads in the fraternity, he hurt his knee because he fell down the stairs and he was so angry. He wanted to kill everyone. He threw a table on one of the kids. Yeah, because he could have also died slipping down the stairs. But but we all know that he fell, he fell in this shit, you know, like... <laughs> 
God. Like you can act as tough as you want, but we all know you got some human shit on you, you know? So that was college. Yeah, no, college was crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. glad we made it out. I mean, we've been through we've been through some stuff. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Wow. Okay. Uh, Andrew, this is so fun. I don't want this to ever end. Okay. Andrew, Lucian has, uh, yes. More info. (laughs) 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 Okay. So when I found out that Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> From human shit to Fred back to Fred. Okay, what's up? 
I love the idea of the bully, the hazing bully diving headfirst into a pizza box of human shit. Uh, men men are not well. Like, truly, men are unwell in every way. It was, uh, yeah, and it wasn't a little bit of shit because we ate the whole pizza. But anyways, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Speaking of uh, men <laughs> who are unwell, when yeah. I found out, like, what the it was so crazy fred savage having this crazy career comeback and friends in college and then he was in that new apple tv show with tiffany addish and then equally great to his comeback was his fall from grace by way of sexual misconduct like so many of the greats oh um, i didn't know yeah, he they he was on a new production because he just started like nonstop booking new shows, and then they had to shut down the production because of sexual misconduct. <laughs> Fred oh, Savage, uh, who uh, play by year. <laughs> I don't even know if that made sense. It just felt good. Pudding, I'll tell you what, it's off pudding. <laughs> wait, so wait, why are we? I love that we're we're talking about Ben, but we're like, look, let's get let's burn Fred one more time. Like, <laughs> no, I just find the whole thing shocking because I just like it's hard to believe that I could not know that they were brothers until an hour before this. Like, I'm stunned. I do love that Ben at the beginning of his life told everybody I'm Fred's brother and now not so much, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, that's so crazy. There's a lot of, but like Dave Franco had to deal with that. You know, I guess any brother or sibling of all the many people, um, yeah, I'm sure have... Kevin Spacey's sister or brother <laughs> isn't know? stoked, you know, Dude. the Weinstein guy had a brother, didn't he? No one talks <laughs> about him. You yeah, know? no one talks about what it was be like <laughs> to be the brother. I have a bro I have a buddy. He's a twin. His older his twin brother is a huge country star, and he's you know an uh, you know sells insurance. You yeah, know. what's it's, that like? Uh, he drinks a lot. <laughs> right, because we did also know a comedian in the open mic scene many years ago whose sister was a major, major movie star. Oh, yeah, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I, <wasn't laughs> I know, that's why I said <laughs> Oh, buddy. Play it by year. <laughs> Should have took a hiatus on that one. I don't know if that works. <laughs> yeah, it was Anne Hathaway's brother. <laughs> <laughs> who also by the way i have always stood by when the world turned on anne hathaway for no reason which i look back as just a treacherous shameful time in history when people turned on anne hathaway for no reason and i was out there on twitter doing the good fight saying hey get off anne all right what yeah. have you guys accomplished nothing Okay, according to Lucian Wickles, <laughs> one of the few one of the few times Ben and Fred shared the stage together was when Fred guest starred <laughs> as a lecherous professor pursuing Corey's girlfriend. <laughs> Prophetic, honestly. Do you remember that episode? Because I do. I kinda remember it. <laughs> 
Um, oh, he went on Boy Meets World as a professor and then hit on as the... like a creepy professor who hit on Topanga. Wow. I mean, that's, I guess, when it started. I know. Well, it's funny how they were... You could go there on those just like daytime TV back then. <laughs> Dude, I heard... I got to find this song. I was hitting golf balls like two days ago and like an old school song came on. The whole song was about a young girl and how it entices the older man, but he can't do it, but he wants to do it. And he can't. And it's just like, just because it adds like a, a jazzy beat, right. like everyone was like completely fine with this shit. Like, it, I don't know. It's wild. It's I know. Wild. Like, Honestly, it was all like legal like 15 years ago. <laughs> like 10 years ago, it was like all fine. That's how famous Fred Savage was, is that he could commit a sexual assault in a show in front of everyone. And everyone's like that Fred Savage. <laughs> well, I think there's been so many people like that. Like you think of, I always think about um, like law and order SVU. Like if you get cast as the rapist, you know, like jo Johnny did an episode where he was the, he was like an ice cream truck driver. <laughs> like, and I was like, what was that like? I don't know. But law and order SVU is also like the coolest show in the world. Yeah, I mean, look, there's been plenty of artists that have literally told you that they're a creep and everyone's just like, that's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, stand up, music, whatever. Johnny's not a creep. I want to reiterate Johnny's the best. Very great, wonderful man, non-creepy man. Um, <laughs> I love Johnny, dear friend of mine, you know, alumni of this podcast who has no creeps on. Um, anyways... According to Lucian Wickles, in 2014, the reboot Girl Meets World premiered on the Disney Channel, where Corey and Topanga were married. Did you catch the reboot, Andrew? And if so, did you feel that they should be married? Uh, in real life, they should be married or on the show? No, no, on the show, on the show. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, these things, no, I did not. Uh, <laughs> watch it at all. If anything, I can't believe how much... Just hearing Girl Meets World, like, the visceral reaction I feel of not wanting to watch that amazes me how much I love Boy Meets World. Like, it just shows how much growth I might have had as a person, you know? Like, <laughs> it just, that show just tells me that, you know, their careers, they never really did anything in between, you know? Yeah. I know it's, I think sometimes, like, that happens to people a lot. Like, they have such big hit but this business is so fickle like honestly you just never know yeah like i could um see like seth cohen and summer being yeah. parents in like five years from now right of the oc bring me back the oc uh, you know i watched that again <laughs> over pandemic of course you did was it good the best there's a lot of darkness in that show. Oh, my God. Someone dies every four episodes. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, hmm, I didn't see that so much in Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was just one kid. It's always one, you know. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Tell me, did but back first of all, I want to say like 
I hate reboots. They suck. Like I was so mad. Like the, you know, the world was like all those incels got so mad about Ghostbusters and all this stuff. Like, and Oceans 8. Oceans 8 was actually really good. I did enjoy female Ghostbusters reboot. Although what I wanted to be like is just give us our, stop making all female reboots. Like let us have our own new movies. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> It is funny to just make everything like Goodfellas, but girls. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, I fucking hate you. Let us just sell our <laughs> own movies that we write. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, we could let you in, but it still has to be the male story. Everyone still knows it's a man movie. Let's yeah. Be honest, you know, like you're just stepping, you're stepping in for a little while. Also, it's like, it's funny that it has to be like all women, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny because it just sets those movies up to fail because like the culture is still, you find out quickly if you're on the internet at all, like inherently misogynist, like men still like, unintelligent men still feel like that comedy is for men you oh, know yeah. oh, of course. <laughs> and so it sets those movies up like god the backlash those movies face was insane i mean it's uh you know what it felt like it felt like before like transgender like before people came out against that like that was kind of like the appetizer before like yeah. this like this wave like you could kind of see it that like god did people hate women like succeeding right, or like right, right. or like anything outside the norm you know yeah it's crazy like how much like why would you ever care what anyone else is doing like that has nothing to do with you well it's because ghostbusters they watched it with their dad at the local movie theater and they bonded over it and they're like dude that fucking ghost got fucking murdered <laughs> right dad and he's like yes yeah, son and he pats him on the head he's like let's go to t-ball and and then we can talk about how more how they fucked up ghosts and we're like gosh thanks dad and then he never saw his dad again and then he blames it on the women in a <laughs> yes. movie 20 years later yes but it's also crazy to like you know, people have such an intense nostalgia as well. And then so you're already taking such a bit big risk on doing a reboot. And then to say, yeah, I, these, it's just, <laughs> <ugh>, God. <laughs> oh, that was so visceral. That was so... <laughs> I felt that in my core. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> well, honestly, I had a new wave of this, like this idea of what I'm talking about, because I did just get on TikTok a few weeks ago. Oh, God. Andrew, I had no idea the depths of how unwell humanity is. TikTok is... Uh, I don't even know exactly how to explain it other than in a dance. So it's like. <laughs> but are just, you on it? Like, it's so toxic. Well, have you ever seen a TikToker in real life? Like, I've, I was at the, the airport the other day and I saw like two kids that were probably have 90 million followers. Right. And if you see it in real life, you really realize how incredibly dumb it is. And 
I can't get enough of it. You know? No, yeah. no. Uh, but honestly, like, so what I do is I go on Twitter and I read things that make me very sad. And then... <laughs> I'm so depressed. I wake up in the morning. I roll over. I go, let's see how to ruin my day. And I roll and I scroll. And I don't, I, I keep scrolling until I find something that really hurts my feelings. And then I go, you know what will help? Maybe I'll go over to TikTok and get a little ginger in my palate. And then I go to TikTok and I see about 40 pro Trump videos, one dancing video, and then a cute puppy. And and that kind of somehow balances out Twitter. Like, I think they kind of, they're both horrible in different ways. And they kind of, I don't know, to me, um, they're both shitty in different ways that, like, make me feel shitty in a way that, like, kind of In their own balance. unique way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got on there, and I guess on Twitter, it's, like, sort of, like, the only people who follow me, like, chose to follow me, whereas TikTok, they show your stuff to a bunch of random people, the algorithm. So you're exposed to people who don't necessarily want to follow you. And so the comments I were getting were so insane. It made me depressed. And I, I normally just turn comments off on everything. Cause I just don't want to see, cause like, I don't want that if, uh, to affect me, like putting my stuff out or my whatever. And they were so gnarly. I was honestly getting sad. Some of them were really funny. Like I did get some insults that I'm like talking about on stage, but, um, I then muted. I found out you could mute words in the comments because they don't let you not view them. You can't turn off not notifications. I muted women, female, females, voice, vocal fry, punchline, <laughs> joke, <laughs> like jokes. Because they would say, where's the punchline? Uh, where's the joke? I haven't get, get to the joke or whatever. I love and that every comment is just where. Yeah, or like, <laughs> no, the, the comment doesn't show up. You know up. what I mean? Oh, oh, it doesn't show up at yeah. all. Oh, so now, I once it... <laughs> I figured that out, it's blissful. But, like, they were, every single one was misogynist-based. Like, yeah. just for being a woman. They, like, hate you. They don't even listen to what you're saying. Yeah, the, the comments that hurt are not the, like generic usually like the generic like yeah nice try or not funny <laughs> nice try i saw one where andrew's funny like a root canal and then the next comment is i was wrong he's great <laughs> <laughs> like like the guy watched the podcast and like had to change a heart i just cannot even fathom how big of a loser you have to be to comment something mean on a stranger you've never met's comedy video. I mean, the problem is you're, you're going against 14, 15 year old kids on TikTok <laughs> and they are fucking ruthless. Ruthless. Yeah, but I just want to be like, listen, you little fucker, you've never done anything in your goddamn life. They're like, I shouldn't your because balls I'm 15. haven't even dropped yet. I'm 15. What, I, I shouldn't. You can't even probably do an ollie, you fucking loser. Okay, that one hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now I like it now that I muted all the misogynists. But I love that I literally muted women and female and all of a sudden it's a different app experience for me. Hysterical. Oh, I mean, it's uh, I can't imagine because I see like Comedy Central, like you see the comments like 
I never uh, look when they post anything of mine. If it's ever a female, it's just like they're like they. The funniest part about it is like they complain that females only talk about sex or that. Oh, I heard this other female. You're writing the same fucking comment. You're doing. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. doing it. You're right. doing what you're saying they do. Like, right, right. The irony is so fucking thick. Yeah, but, it's insane. It's crazy. Um, um, TikTok is highly addictive, and I found that like. I don't know. I haven't jumped fully on board yet because each video you're fighting for the audience again. You know what I mean? You're not guaranteed and all like Instagram. At least you're going to get the same number. You know what I mean? Like pretty yeah. much every time if you put out a video, like, right. Like, you know what you're getting. TikTok, you could get 2 million views on one and then seven on the next one. Yeah, it's completely nonsensical. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Um. Okay, so according to Lucian, Ben Savage has played a younger flashback <laughs> version of the actor Mandy Patankin on three separate occasions, including Criminal Mind, and Homeland. Um, yeah, Lucian Wickles does really good work. Andrew, which actor do you feel you would be a good flashback version for? Flashback version? I mean, that would have to be an old-ass actor then at this point. I think Tom Selleck. Yeah, I'm just short and, and fat. Too fat. I, I don't think people don't would think believe it. I think you're short and fat. Honestly... No. You should be cast tomorrow as a young Tom Selleck. I'd like to be a young Lee Schreiber, but he's oh. not that much older than me. Oh, but my I, God. I totally see that. You could totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. I could play him like, like I met him one time and I thought I looked like him. Have you ever met someone that you thought you looked like? And then you see him in person, and you go. Okay, they're be they're a little but they're he's better. Like he's, <laughs> he's better. <laughs> like his his everything about him. Like I took a picture with him. I just he's like six two, his head's big. I don't know, he's just That's very really rugged. rare for an actor to be six two. Yeah, I know. Uh, he did it. I maybe he's not. Maybe he's six feet. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, Anyhow. so are you in St. Louis right now? Yeah. yeah. How is it over there? Um I don't know. Like I'm, I'm gone a lot. Like so, I've been. Yeah, touring. you guys are traveling so much. And I went and I worked on that F Boy show, so I was gone for two months there. So like for four months, I've been in like paradise when I was like living in St. Louis. Did you just get back from that? I got back a few months ago from that. I was in, I was in Cabo for two months. Like, oh, that's where they shot this one. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Was it amazing? It was a pretty good life. Like, you know, I have a girlfriend now, so it's tough to be away from her. Yeah, she didn't come. She visited. She visited one time. And uh but I play golf a lot. But it, you know, it's it, you know, it's funny when you go to a, like a spring break spot and just stay. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, like yeah, I don't know. It feels a little like like it stopped feeling spring breaky. <laughs> it did. Yeah. But you were like 10 and like, I love Cabo. Like the food is great. It's just a great vibe. Did you, did you find that or? I did. I did. Like, I love a beach, you know, like I'm from Florida. So it's like, I feel like we always connect over, you know, 
some famously uh, got Andrew to my audience members who are unaware famously um, got arrested for uh, driving a jet ski in a, in a manatee zone in um, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, my past and that Lee Schreiber would play maybe one of the best stories of all time. <laughs> I mean, I could tell it. I mean, it was, uh, I was going about 70 in a, <laughs> in a seven. Uh, <laughs> I think when he pulled me over, it's like you were going about 85 over. And I was like getting pulled over on a jet ski. <laughs> the best is all right, there's a few it's great things that I don't really talk about usually. I had a girl on the back. There was a girl on the back. No, with, no, no, please no. With 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 a giant fake boobs and and a barbed wire tattoo. Like and somehow Kid Rock was playing out of her ears. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. <laughs> so I'm sure I was trying to impress her, you know, and um, the the cop, they pull you over. When you get pulled over in the water, you got to go to park on a dock. <laughs> and I parked at a very, like, popular restaurant dock. So people were watching and I was hammered. Like, I should have yeah, got a BUI. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. It was July 4th. Like, right. But I didn't get arrested that day. I got arrested six months later when I was on a date <laughs> oh with a stripper. God. No, 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 no. Who didn't speak English, <laughs> who just got done telling me that I was a nice guy. And that's all she said. And she was about to be like, <laughs> and this is how much you owe me for the date. <laughs> <laughs> She's like trying to swipe her Venmo and get the hell out of there. She Venmo requests you at the table. <laughs> but it was like we had a vibe. Um, it was money. Wait, um, so, the, <laughs> so the cops come in the restaurant? No, no. <laughs> yeah, guns blazing. No, 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 no. So the cops. So I'm dropping her off in kind of a shady part of town. And... Um, She's like, she kept going, you're so nice. You're different than everyone else that I've ever dated. You're nice. And like, and I was like, man, this is going really well. Like, I feel really good. Yeah. And then the cop ran my license plate because I was in like a bad neighborhood. And I thought he was arresting me for prostitution, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. He had, he goes, get out of the car. And I was like, I didn't, this was six months later, you know? And he had his, he's like, you have a warrant for your arrest. And I was like, man, what, what for officer? You know? And uh, he's like, you were, and he started laughing because he was getting it through his like CB radio. And he's like, were you speeding <laughs> on a jet ski in a manatee zone? And you <gasps> never paid the ticket. And I was like, you know, uh, you know, he had me. Uh, very specific, you know? And so I go, will you at least tell my date who, by the way, can vouch that I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I go, will you tell her that I'm not a murderer? And, um, I don't know what he told her, but he spoke Spanish as well. And she threw the keys and like ran. And I was like, man, she, Loves manatees. Um, she didn't want anything to do with me. Right. And, and it's probably a smart choice at that point in time. But I owed $80. That was it. Just $80. Like that was the, that was the ticket. And I went to jail for $80 and I'm in jail with the two toughest guys I've ever met. And they were like talking about like how they beat the shit out of someone. <gasps> 
<gasps> and like, like rob somebody and they're like, what about you? <laughs> and I did <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I had a dilemma. I had a dilemma. I go either I tell the truth or I'm if I lie and they see it in my eyes, you know, that I'm not this like, you know, I stabbed some, you know what I mean? Like, so I just go, I was speedy on a jet ski. In a minute, real fast. <laughs> what they say? Oh my god, this is terrifying. It got quiet, and I'm like, "Here's the time. This is when people get murdered." Right. And, got, and it got quiet, and I was like, "Whatever the fuck they ask me next, this is going to get intense." It was intense, and the guy looks at me. I swear to God on my life, and he looks at me. He goes, "Yamaha or Kawasaki." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Your guardian angels were with you. I go, I go Yamaha, and he goes, "That's a good scheme, man. That's a good scheme." <laughs> <laughs> and like, I swear to God, after that, like we were, we were good, but they, it was scary. They you know? appreciated your honesty. Thank heavens. Um, <laughs> wow, I that story I will hold with me in my heart. You want to uh, know the best part? The best what? part is, is I went back to. <laughs> No, the, the strip club. Are you gonna say you went? Oh my god! <laughs> that that night, night, oh, to apologize and to right. show her that I am a. <laughs> and she a was nice like, guy. "She's like, stay a hundred feet away from me." She wanted nothing to do with me, and I was like, "No manatee, no kill, no." Oh no. my god! I don't know what I was saying, but I was very drunk, and I was just like, "No, no Mirta, no Mirta." Oh my god! I like googled like no kill manatee. Oh my god, and the Andrew. bouncer threw me out of there. I just oh remember. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Incredible. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. All right, Mary Fuck Kill, Ryder Strong, Ben Savage, Mr. Feeney. Okay. Ryder Strong's the the, the hot friend, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was in love with him, as I have a pension for bad boys. Can I be honest? And it's going to sound mean. He didn't age great. <laughs> like the college years, he he fell apart a little. I think you know it happens to the best of us. Um, he was very hot early. He had a gap in his teeth, which is kind of sexy. Is that uh, okay? So you're going kill Ryder Strong. Who was the last guy? Mr. Belvedere? No, not <laughs> Mr. Feeney. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> Who was Mr. Belvedere? Where was he from? That was another show. I know. I, that's, I, I remember that vividly, so I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I feel like it was the same actor in different clothes. But, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I would say I would kill Mr. Belvedere just because <laughs> he's already dying soon. Mr. Feeney. I mean, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> An afternoon record. An afternoon record. I would kill Mr. Feeney because uh-huh. he's he's already going to die. I, I wouldn't feel bad. I'd get it out of the way. I'd go, look, it's either this or, you know, um, right. heart disease. Um, <laughs> and then I would fuck, I would fuck um, Sean and I'd marry Ben, of course. Right, like, of course. Yeah, of course. And Yeah, Ben look, seems really marryable. For sure. He seems like, unlike Fred... Uh, stand-up guy. <laughs> um, in your opinion, Andrew, do you think Sean was ultimately a good friend to Corey? Because there was that one episode where... Oh, yeah. When Corey decided that he had feelings for Topanga, but he was too scared to make a move. And so then he made a move, Sean made a move on Topanga in order to motivate Corey. But... I don't know about that move, although high school is high school and we've all made a lot of mistakes. It is a weird move to motivate your friend by having (laughs) sex with the girl (laughs) that they love. Um, Come on, bro. You can do it, too. Um, It's uh, it's it's an interesting move. And I feel like in high school, my buddy Rusty did that to me. Uh, I remember I confided. I feel like all your friends name are Rusty from Florida. We just they're numbered. Um, <laughs> one through 30. What's your stepbrother's Rusty. name again? Snake? Rusty. <laughs> no, no, that's Jake the Snake. Jake and, um, the Snake. And self titled. Um, <laughs> he's got a mullet now. And uh, you, I love get, your Florida stories. Oh, uh, he's the best. He just gets <laughs> his only thing that was off limits were his puzzles. <laughs> he. <laughs> 
He'd always go, stay away from my puzzles, man. And I was like, dude, I didn't touch the elephant ear. Like, get off my back. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that is a, that's a messed up move because it seemed, it's selfish. It's, you can pretend all you want, Sean. We all know. So Rusty did that to you in high school? Yeah, with this girl, Louise. I told him that I had a crush on her. And literally, I think before I was even done with the sentence, they were making out. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That's so sad. And it literally, I mean, it feels like that at any point in life. But when you're a kid, it literally feels like you're being stabbed in the chest. Which happened to me just a few years <laughs> later. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot you got stabbed. Oh, my God. I always forget you got stabbed. So do I. And I mean, I'm just relieved you made it through that. Who knows? You know? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was wild. That's a whole nother. That's too long, I think. Maybe next year, o- Owen yeah, Wilson. Yeah, next year, Owen Wilson, you'll have to tell the stab story. And I'm, you know, every time I talk to you and we get back into your past, I really am convinced that you have a fleet of angels protecting you. Or <laughs> devils trying to kill me. I don't, I maybe guess maybe both, honestly. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. like, the situations you have been in, I it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's weird when you get older and like you step aw- really step away from that kind of life, and you're like, what the f- like? You know, I don't know. It's weird. It, it's it feels like a different life. Yeah, really. No, I feel like that. I feel like I, I we share this. We actually both share this in common, where it literally feels. Like, I know we're young, but, like, I've lived nine different distinct lives. hmm Yeah. And we committed to all of them uh, to a point. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to think about. But it's nice to be on the other side of it, you know? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a pretty weird life we're in now. It is very, I mean, I'm in St. Louis. How the hell did I get here? I have no I, idea. <laughs> no idea. No idea. My apartment's nice. I have a Yeah, cat. you fully live in St. Louis now, like with like a beautiful apartment and a hot girlfriend and you golf all the time. I saw you on TV golfing with the golf instructor. Oh, I love golf so much. I just played today. I just played with strangers. That's all I do is I team up with random people and I'm like, hey, hey, I'm Andrew. And like, I'm Dave. You want to hang out for four hours? They've never met. And it's like. I could never I do that. Really? Yeah. Why? I just like that's, you know, like I'm seeing someone now, but. When you go on an online date and they ask for a drink or dinner, like you don't say dinner because you don't know that you've never met them. So you don't know if dinner is too big of a commitment. That's talking. We're talking 60 to 90 minutes. You're doing that with four times four times four hours. That's like wild commitment. Yeah. You do have to sleep with all of them too, which is, <laughs> but it's just to prove a, make a lesson. <laughs> To who? I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, it's um, but it, it doesn't get too deep out on the golf course. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, look at that. You got a you're seven iron. Oh, what do yeah. you do for a living? Oh, I'm in uh, accounting. Oh, that's got to be boring. <laughs> Not as boring as golf. Am I right? <laughs> well, the only thing because, you know, my dad um, is really into golf. The main thing, the thing I hear him complain about that you hate is if only if someone's really slow, it messes up the whole golf course. We had that today. Sorry, <laughs> Mitch. I don't mean to call you out, Mitch. Mitch, you need to hurry the fuck up. Honestly, it's disrespectful to the rest of the golf course. Not only was he slow, very, <laughs> very annoying. Very annoying. Yeah, see, this is what I, why I don't want to play golf, amongst many other reasons that I would never want to play. So you're dating someone? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, okay, so according to Lucian Wickles, Topanga is now... <laughs> According to Lucian Wickles, Topanga is now married to a former white rapper named Jensen Carp. What was his rapper name? I don't not sure. Like he came out with a memoir called like I was almost as famous as Kanye West or something. Um, and she married this man in 2018, second marriage. So I don't know what's going on with Topanga because I remember and like I would have never known that I could be bi. I'm still not bi because I've never hooked up with a woman. But I also don't think we our minds were open to that in our generation compared to like if I was six years younger where literally everyone is bi now. Um, But I look back and like I remember thinking like she was the most beautiful person I had ever seen in my life. And that like, I looking back, I was like, I think I really had like a full crush on her. I think everyone did. It was kind of like the Kelly Kapowski. Yes. Like, yeah. Like just so otherworldly beautiful. And I, you know, I wonder if she, if Sean never did that to Corey, would Topanga ever end up with a white rapper? You know what I mean? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think, I think Sean was the gateway drug to a white rapper. I I can see that. I can see point A to point B where you're going with that. I honestly can see that fully. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something to like when you're a child star to what's the best way to rebel, you know, Uh, and that's a second marriage to a white rapper who, you know, at some point, Rappers really don't have like comedians. We could do this for quite a while, but you don't really have a big window to like make it as a rapper. I right. feel like, you know, eventually she'll probably tell him to get a job. Right. You know? <laughs> I don't think he's a white rapper anymore. I think he's just a white man, but like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he's <laughs> It's still in him, Blair. No, it's no, I don't know if you ever shake that. I think he's just a podcaster now, but like, whoa. Cause like I was like, oh, that was also a recent decision whom she's currently married to. But I don't know. Maybe I should look him up before I say anything, because maybe he's like an incredible rapper or something. 
Yeah, he's probably pretty good. I mean, I, I wonder what his stage name is. I bet you it can't be whatever the name you said. Jensen Carp. I wonder the same thing because it said he grew up in Calabasas, which also did track with what his name was. Jensen Carp sounds like he's definitely lived, grew up in Calabasas. Yeah, I don't. Oh, wait, here we go. He was known Lucian Wickle is just telling us something right now in real time. Oh, he was also known for finding the shrimp in cereal. Wow. Oh, that guy. What happened? I don't know that story. Well, a lot of people think he made it up that he put the shrimp inside the cereal for for the Did story. Did he win like a ton of money in a lawsuit or something? I just remember it going viral on Twitter. I don't know if he won money. I don't remember, but it felt very fishy. <laughs> Watching you on um, Nikki, what's her show called? Again? Welcome home, Nikki Welcome Glazer. Welcome home, Nikki Glazer. It was so when you drove away in the car, I was scream laughing in front of my TV. Well, well, that was a real game I would play in Florida called "You Got Left," <laughs> and what you do—it's a fun game. <laughs> Every story that talks about Florida ends up going to the wildest place. So. Let me just give you like kind of, it's a pretty complicated game. So what you do is you make sure you're as far away from the house as possible. And then you just leave <laughs> your friend there, hopefully insanely intoxicated. And then you call them with four of your friends and go, you got left. Oh my God. And then this is you, twisted. Yeah. It was before Uber too. So <laughs> oh my God, I'm not Florida, kidding. Florida is the scariest from what I've heard. From you, yeah. Florida is the single scariest place in the world. We left a friend. No, don't tell me. This. I swear to God, this is a true story. We no, left him no. at a, again at a strip club. No, uh, and he he just be, became the assistant manager of the strip club, <laughs> and he moved in with the owner. He got addicted to coke and ended up in like rehab. Like, and we're like, man, we got him. You need, to do a, you need to do like a dateline, but for like your personal stories um, in Florida. Yeah. Like I definitely should do some kind of storybook or some kind of book. <laughs> I, I want to see a TV show where we are like, find out where they are now. <laughs> you just interview Rusty, but like behind a, a wall thing. He's like, like when I was seven, I left him when I was twenty four years old. And yeah. it's like done in the style of investigative journalism. Yeah, but they don't figure out anything. <laughs> the, all, they they figure out that I live in St. Louis. That's how it that's the that's um, the end. Oh God. All right. This has been too fun. I don't want it to end, but we have one segment left where we like yeah. to ask our guest called Fan on the Street. Fan on the street. And it's where you tell us about if you have like any fun running um, with a celebrity, a fun anecdote that you've had in your life. Oh, yeah. Other than Lee Schreiber being taller than me and better <laughs> yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a fun story. So I'm in Amsterdam. 
I'm 21 years old. <laughs> of I course just you got, are. I just got done studying abroad for two weeks in Madrid, Madrid and two weeks in Paris. I learned a little <laughs> bit. I'm not going to lie. I learned a bit living on, on the land, off the land and in wow. a hotel. And um, I'm in Amsterdam and I'm very, very stoned. And there was a market where you would, um, where they had shawarma, like any food. It was all like, like snack based for people that are really high. And I'm in like a place. I'm about to get some shawarma. And, I love shawarma. Oh, I love a shawarm. And um, standing next to me, I just feel this like, like a presence that I've never felt. And granted, I'm very, very high. But I just feel like, I don't know, like it felt like warmth. And like I was just in the presence of greatness. And I look over and the guy like was had um dreads like white man dreads and very like very baggy clothes he looked somewhat homeless to be honest but also the most incredibly good looking person i've ever seen in my life even though he's doing everything in his power to look like dog shit <laughs> and i look closer and he's so tall that i don't know who this person is but it's like i'm just feeling it and I look up and I just go, you're Heath Ledger. <gasps> and he goes, um, he just looks at me and goes, yeah. Like he's talking like he's an, Austra like an Australian accent. And I'm so stoned that he's talking so slow that I'm, I'm not even staying. A, like I don't even know I have enough. I have very bad ADD. Like I couldn't hear his words. Like also I was shocked. And he's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and then I walk with him outside of the shawarma place. He doesn't want this, you know, like he didn't expect me to keep following him, you know? Yeah. And he's like, and I'm talking and he's saying things to me and I can't understand him. And I go, I just want you to know that you are incredible in 10 things I hate about you. And he, at this point, he was already in, like, Brokeback Mountain. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. This was not the movie <laughs> right. that no one, the Patriot, you that know. That movie is incredible, though. Oh, my God. So he's like, oh, yeah, oh, 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 you know, and then I just walk away. I was, like, kind of embarrassed at the. I swear to God, like four days later, I'm in the Greek islands. I'm in a, an island called no, Eos. No, no, no. <laughs> which is like 2000 miles away from Amsterdam. Yeah. I shit you not. I walk <laughs> no, into a no, bar. No, 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 no. <laughs> and there <laughs> is Mr. Belvedere. No, 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 no. There's fucking Heath Ledger. What the hell? I'm telling you. How is you, that possible? It's not. Did it's you talk to him? So, so this time I'm drunk and <laughs> He's talking to like five of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And my brother's like, yeah, just go in there. He'll remember you. And I'm like, I don't think so. But all right. And I, I go in there and I'm like, Keith. And he, everyone like looks at me like, like, what is it like a crazy fan? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's me. No. From Am God. Amsterdam. And he's like looking at me like like call security, you know? And I was just like, no, nah, man, you're, what are you following me around Europe? 
And then I remember him going, you're following me around Europe. And I go, all right, whatever. And then I just walked away. That was the whole conversation. Whoa, that's a crazy story though. Oh my God. He, he had such insane star power. How could you have run in to each other in different countries within a week? You know, I, I have no idea. And forever I thought he was such a piece of shit for like being like, you're following me around Europe. And Someone was like, you're the asshole in this story. Like, you're yeah, he was ass- he was literally just like <laughs> making a joke back to you. Yeah, I'm the asshole. I'm I heard the- like about because I always loved him so much. He was like one of my number ones. Like I was deeply, deep, 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 deep in love with him. And um, I heard he was like super shy in real life. Yeah, I mean, he definitely didn't want whatever I was selling. Right. Um, Pacey was also in uh, an EOS bar uh, from Dawson's Creek. And that was also was in love with him. Of course. Another bad boy. I took a girl from him that night. I swear (gasps) to God. Andrew. Oh, my God. I know. Me and my brother. You look really similar to him, though. That's funny. You guys like (laughs) look a lot alike. But the day my grandpa and your brother. Yeah. The day my grandpa died. Uh, we went on a pub crawl in his honor. <laughs> and, Hilarious. And we wore snorkel gear because we knew there were going to be baby pools at one of the parties. And we jumped in the pool and my brother jumped in after me and he, he landed on my face and I had goggles <laughs> no. on. And he, he cut my eye so bad. I got out. I'm gushing blood. And the girl that was talking to Pacey saw this absurd attempt at uh, trying to get attention and aided my eye of blood. And then we ended up like hanging out for like three days in EOS. Like it was pretty cool. I don't know. Oh my God. What a, what a life you've lived. Ugh, this is too good. Andrew, this is too fun. Ugh. yeah, I hate for it to end. Great to see you. You're doing so well. One of my favorite comedians, like I miss getting to watch you do comedy because you make me laugh so hard. Oh, man, you're too nice. And I, I honestly like every time we catch up, like, <laughs> it makes me miss like maybe that's like great that we don't talk that much because it makes it this much more special, (laughs) but you really are an incredible human being, incredible comic. And I miss you dearly. I really do. (laughs) I miss you. Like freaking Fred Savage misses his good reputation, you know? Oh God. All right. Thank you so much. I guess we can't top that end note. (laughs) Okay. We'll end it there. I'm clapping. That's a clap. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.